And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And I got to tell you, friends, today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers can be difficult, but Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably, and they have the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io or click the link in the show notes to learn more. All right, so today we have with us a founder that I have been wanting to talk to for a while. Uh, she has a really, really interesting sensory experience kind of business, and she's a, an Innovate Her KC member. Uh, we have with us today Victoria Campbell Osborne, founder and owner of The Scented Web. Victoria, thanks so much for being here on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be really, really fun. But first things first, I'm just going to ask the question. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, my journey as an entrepreneur started really early on. Um, my very first job, a lot of people had jobs at like McDonald's or, you know, some other kind of establishment um, that has a plastic name tag and a hairnet on <laughs> mine. <laughs> started out um, working for entrepreneurs. I lived in an area where, um, you know, dating myself a little bit, Blockbuster would not open a store. And so a local couple decided to open a video store to serve the people in my neighborhood. And so that was my very first job. I got to experience um, the very David and Goliath nature of that enterprise. And I think the bug just stuck. Well, that's incredible. And, and from what I know of your history, I know that that is not the first time you have served as an entrepreneur. And you, you have kind of an interesting background in that you've tried a lot of different things. Talk to us a little bit about that. So, yeah, I, um, I grew up in a family of people who were always hard workers. And so I've always had multiple jobs. And so my those, you know, those hats have um, been very um, varied. I served as an educator. I also um, worked as a um, on the hill as on the uh, Capitol Hill as a lobbyist. I worked um, as a um, museum manager. Um, I have worked as a consultant for the past fifteen years, as well as I'm a certified yoga instructor. I do a little bit of everything. You do a little bit of everything. And you know, I have found that to be true so often with entrepreneurs. And I think it's because by by nature, we're very curious people. We're problem solvers and we're curious. So, so do you feel like you're a curious person? Is that why you wanted to try a whole bunch of new things? Um, I think part of it is the curiosity, but I also think part of it is the nature of how 
entrepreneurs tend to engage with things. I think we are the build a better mousetrap people. Um, You start out doing something with the intention of it just being, oh, I'm just going to do this as a project. And then, you know, five years later, you look up and you have a whole company behind it. I feel like um, a lot of the things that we get involved in start with our curiosity, but our tenacity kind of takes it to the next level. I, I love that so much, and I, I would wholeheartedly agree. So talk to us a little bit about The Scented Web, because I'm, I'm very interested in your business model. And then I know, um, you know, we've talked before about scent and scent memory and things like that. So talk to us about what moved you to start The Scented Web and a little bit about what you do. Um, so, you know, I used to joke when I first started that I was my best first customer. Um, I love fragrances. And... Um, I think one of the things that we can universally agree upon is that it can be overwhelming to go into a store and try to figure out what fragrance to buy. Um, it can also be very expensive. <laughs> and so um, during COVID, one of the things that became abundantly clear, especially as everything was closed, was the prices weren't changing, but the access to them was. It was becoming a thing where you were expected to buy a $400, $500 bottle of perfume that you had never put your nose to. And so it just struck me that that can't possibly be true. That can't possibly be the way. There must be someone out there who is providing accessible, affordable options to luxury fragrances um, and, you know, without expecting, you know, a monumental financial commitment. And, you know, in the best ways of most entrepreneurs, you go out searching for an answer and find out that you are the answer. And so that's how it started. Well, I, I love that. And I love the fact that you're you're so aware you are the answer. I mean, you're you're yeah. answering an industry need. And I got to tell you, I don't know too many people who can invest $400, $500 in a, what amounts to a couple um, ounces of fragrance. Like it's not even that much fragrance when you get up into the, like, the more expensive yeah. things. It but... is 3.3 ounces. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you say, when you say it out loud, people just can't believe it. I'm like, yes, the pretty bottles only hold three ounces or less in some some cases. And and how many people do you know that would be able to just do that sight unseen or like, I guess, I mean, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of people who do what we call blind buying, who buy based on other people's recommendations, buy based on what they heard on TikTok, buy based on the lady at the counter said it would be nice. Um, I think a lot of people, though, to the contrary, feel burned by it. They bought bottles that just sit on their dressers collecting dust. They buy bottles that they get home and they hate. Or, you know, my the one that I think I speak the most to when I talk to people at our shows is they buy bottles that um, they really didn't know what they were getting into because what they smelled at the store didn't smell the same as what they got at home. And right. there's a and there's a reason for that, but you know you don't know that when you buy the bottle. And so, ultimately, um, the ability to buy a sam- a travel size, a sample, gives people that that out. Like you're getting it for under thirty five bucks. You can figure out whether you really like it or not. And if you want to really make that investment, there's eight thousand brands on the market. You can't possibly try them all, but you also yeah. don't want to commit to the ones that you don't really like. Right. Because it is an investment. And I want to talk, before we start exploring the business model, I actually want to talk a little bit about the why. Why it's such an important thing. So so one of the things that you and I have talked about at least a couple of times is uh, signature sense. And the fact that 
Um, so, so just for folks who do, who might not know, sense is at, or scent is actually our most prominent um, sense that's related to memory. I can't remember yes. exactly what it's called, but for whatever reason, our brains detect and then are able to like file get into filing cabinets in our head related to scent memory. Yes, and I, I think I told you one time, you know, my my. I think about this a lot. Um, so my grandma, she used to wear this Oscar de la Renta body pow- powder. This is when women of a generation used to wear talcum powder all over. And I'm going to be honest, she probably used a little bit too much, but it was this scent that was just so pervasive to my memory of her. Like I would just remember right. getting a hug from her and she was a very, you know, she was a a bigger bosomed lady and she would give you a hug and she would just envelop you. She was gave the best hugs and the scent was always not far behind. Like I, I, right. I can smell it right now as I'm talking right. about it. Right. And 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 that's so powerful to people. It's it's and I want to talk to you a little bit about that because I know that you have some feelings on the subject. I, I do. I mean, I think one of the things that, you know, like you said, it is our one of our most powerful senses. And it also is one of those things that it it's it's beyond visceral in the ways that we relate scent to things that have happened to us. So you're remembering it directly tied to your grandmother. And if I came in the room wearing that scent, you would immediately see her and feel her and hear her because of the scent memory you have tied to it. Um, You know, it's not always perfume. For some people, it's, you know, the first time you saw the ocean, you can remember the smell of the sea spray. Or if someone's baking fresh baked cookies, you automatically are drawn back to some memory of, of cookies in your life. We all have those scent memories. Yeah. And we also and we also have scent scent profiles. There are things that we because of those things being so visceral to us, there are things that some of us like and some of us don't. And there's really there there's really no convincing. Like if someone hates the smell of fresh cut grass, they just hate the smell of fresh cut grass. Yeah. There's there's no convincing them. And so when you think about those two things, it's the reason that buying fragrances are so personal. Yeah. It's really a thing where you can't predict what someone will like or not like um, until you have that conversation with them. And it's and, and it's funny when you think about how you buy fragrances at the department store, they're selling them the way they sell clothes. Oh, well, what color would you like? Well, what scent do you think you would like? Okay, well, we'll sell you that. Maybe yeah. you might, but maybe you won't. I think one of the things that's been a benefit of our business is we spend so much time talking to people about what they really like and don't like. And that's, you know, that's kind of our differentiator. Like having that conversation about scent memory typically gives us higher satisfaction with people. They walk away feeling like they got what they really wanted. Yeah. Well, and I do, I do have a fun fact about sense. And I, I, this is just something that I read like many, many years ago, could not tell you where, so you're going to have to take my word for it, but they've done some studies. They have actually found that men tend to prefer food-based scents. Yes, they do. So I'm I'm not saying scents that like smell like, you know, chocolate chip cookies, but I'm saying that scents that have underlying notes of food-based recognitions. They they do. Notes of vanilla or, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Like what are some other sugar? Vanilla, sugar. um, (laughs) They have a real, I mean, I, I jokingly tell people who come to my counter this a lot. Um, 
men tend to favor, <laughs> again, dating myself. Um, if you think of like those Bonnie Bell lip glosses we used yes. to use, all of those things, like that, that is what they like. And they, and they, they cannot get enough of it. The, the yeah. sweeter, the more gourmand, the better. And no matter how much it costs, there are like $600 perfumes that smell like vanilla that turn heads. And a lot of that is preference. Um, yeah. It's the way they were, you know, we're talking about scent memory. So if you think about the way that people came into their attractions to the people that they like or find attractive back when they thought about people and what they, you know, like started to figure out, these are the kinds of people I want to date. Those yep. scent memories are still there. What did your right. ideal person have? Oh, they smelled like vanilla and cream and, and you know, had like strawberry blonde hair. Oh my God, that's the person. And so it translates as, it's, as an And adult. it's really true. Like the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Through his stomach. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like it's, it's kind of true. Yeah. It is. And, and you know, the thing that um, it's hilarious that you say that because I was talking to another fragrance expert a little while ago and he was saying how much he um there's a fragrance that that's out that smells like apples and he loves when his wife wears it so that's the reason i'm laughing because i'm like yep i got i got like corporate experience and anecdotal experience that yes right this we, is we've the got the qualitative yeah. and the quantitative yeah. Yeah. So we, we actually have a marshmallow candle that like my, yes. my husband he goes nuts for like anytime i light it he comes into the room and he's like ah you got my candle and then he puts his like face right up to it and sniffs at it. It's adorable. And there, but, and there's a marshmallow fragrance that came out a couple of months ago that is marshmallows and pistachio and men cannot get enough. Of oh it. my gosh. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, yeah. so let's, let's talk, let's explore that just a little bit more. So one mm -hmm. of the things that you mentioned that I, I thought was interesting is, you know, sometimes you go out to a store and you buy a fragrance and it doesn't, it's when you bring it home, it, the remembrance is a little different from the actuality. Like it doesn't smell quite the same. It doesn't last quite as long. Talk to us a little bit about that. Maybe, maybe a little bit about how you help people find their signature scent as well. Um, so the first part about why the scents don't smell the way they do at the store has a lot to do with storage and display. We go to department stores and we want to see the bottles. We want to see the fragrances that we're getting into and we want to try them out. But if you like literally close your eyes and think about how fragrance is stored at a department store, it's stored under bright lights. It's stored um, typically with the caps off. It's typically stored there for a pretty long time because they leave the testers out until they're empty. Um, yeah. And so they, they are going against like the first three rules of how you store your fragrance. You try to store it in cool, dark places. You try to store it with the caps on, preferably in the box if you're not even using it right now. And literally yeah. you, you store it in a way that tries to prevent it from further oxidation. So, you know, you want to keep the cap on it <laughs> so that air isn't yeah. getting back in the bottle. And so as a result, the tester is usually the, the source and the culprit of why it doesn't smell like you smelled it at the store because the box is fresh. The box you took home is being yeah. stored properly, but the box, the, the sample that's on the wall probably isn't. And so there's the first, the, you know, part where it doesn't smell the same. The yeah. second is that most people, when they try at the store, because they're in such a rush, they try it on paper. How it smells on paper is going to smell fund fundamentally different than how it smells on your skin. 
Um, and so ultimately when people try it on paper and then get it home and try it on their skin, it's going to smell different. It's, yeah. you know, just the nature of body chemistry. And so those two things are usually what leads to the most dissatisfaction, especially because yeah. now the bottle's in your house. <laughs> and so yeah, you're like, you've, yeah, you've what, what do I do money. with this? It's, it's yeah. too late. <laughs> it's too late. And so, and so what we do as a model is when people come to our table, um, we usually carry um, at least a hundred different fragrances for them to try, usually about closer to 150. Um, and we have them try the fragrances similarly to the way that they do in the store. But, you know, re thing number one we do is we keep very limited testers, meaning we keep a very small sample in our tester bottles so that we constantly refresh that. So it really does reflect what you're actually going to buy. Yeah. Then the second thing we do is we do test it on paper. But if you have more than 15 minutes, like, for instance, if we're at a show for five hours, we will fully let someone, if they've committed to a scent, spray it on the back of their hand and walk around wherever we are and then come back because then they have the ability to see what it does on their body as opposed well, yeah. to me telling you, oh my God, it's great. You should just buy that. <laughs> so, so. so one of the things that I, I think is important to highlight here is the fact that yet another factor in how scents actually work with your body, it's related to your body chemistry. Yes. Like I could spray scent on my wrist and you could spray the same scent on your wrist and it's going to react with our body's chemistry a little differently. Yes. And so it's going to come through a little differently. And so that's actually <laughs> why, um, for, and, and you're the expert, but but I've heard that the testers, like folks who are there to like put the tester on you, yeah. uh, they recommend that you spray it. And then, yeah, like you wait at least a few minutes so that it can kind of seep in and do its thing yeah. um, because your body chemistry has a big effect on exactly how acidic or how, uh, you know, basic different mm -hmm. sense smell, right? Yeah. And and a part of that is the the limitation of what can happen typically at most department stores. The the challenge is going to be, again, people have the mindset of, I want to get in, I want to get out. That's not what I'm really here to do. Um, if you spray it and it's not in the context of your life, so I'll give you an example. One of the other complaints is it didn't last long. It smelled like it was going to be so great at the store and then it only lasted an hour. Um, yeah. a, a lot of that has to do not only with your body chemistry, but how and where you spray it. Like application also matters. So it becomes a thing if you only spray it and test it on the back of your hand for five minutes in the store, is that going to be an accurate reflection of what it might look like for six hours at your workplace? Not necessarily. And so having conversations about how to apply it, having conversations about how to really test it. Um, yeah. become critical. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the best parts of my business, but as a, as an entrepreneur, it's sometimes one of the things that I do really struggle with. Like we really have great conversations and consultations, but that conversion time is high because we're taking the time to help people get fragrances that they really, really, really will love. Yeah. Well, and, and so yet another thing that you and I have talked about is like our personal signature sense. And so yeah. I, I think I've expressed to you that like one of my hopes, I actually wear the same, I, I recently switched, but that was actually a big decision for me because I, yes. I try to wear the same scent consistently because I do want people to like catch a whiff of something and think, yeah. oh, that's foreign, you know? Right. Because again, scent memory is so important. Like I, right. I know so many 
individuals, but in particular women who yeah. love to have that, that signature, that sense yeah. that they go to time and time again, where they feel comfortable and they feel not only comfortable, but they feel like it projects who they are yes. and what they're about. Right. And, and I love that because I, you know, in a world where we are inundated with people and ideas and content, like finding ways to stand out and ways to feel mm -hmm. unique and confident yeah. in our own skin, that's yeah. an amazing, powerful thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that confidence, you know, fragrances not only have scent memory, but they have activation memory, right? Like they have the ability to transport you to places. Definitely. Like you thinking about your grandmother, yeah. but they have the ability to transform, transform you, like literally make you feel like more of a boss when you wear them or make you feel more sexy. When yep. you put them. They, also, they also have this really innate, um, innate ability to help people transcend things. Like you'll, you know, people will put on a scent. It's just like putting on a black dress, you know, or a red dress. It's like people put it on and it helps them get over like feelings of insecurity or fear or doubt. And so that's one of the reasons that finding your signature scent is so important. It literally is the thing that you're saying, when I put it on, this is me. And so yeah. for a lot of people, that process gets complicated when they go to the store and there's nobody to talk to or the price is $500 right. or, they, or, or they get a tester that doesn't smell like what they want. And so when I talk to people about signature scents, we really do start off. I mean, you know, I hate to say it this way, but we really do start off with a trauma. Like what were experiences with fragrances you really didn't like? Like what, what are some things you really hated? And then tell me the time that you thought you smelled the absolute best. Yeah. And usually when you ask that question, the answer goes so far beyond the brand. It usually has a story attached, you know, nine times out of a 10, um, out of 10, there's a person attached. Um, people will tell you these stories about how this fragrance made them feel. Um, I know you have like, you want that one scent, but for me, I, I go at it maybe a different way. And it's probably because I'm in the business. I try to just smell spectacular whenever I walk yep. into a room like people and you do like for our listeners at home we don't have smell-o-vision yet or anything like that <laughs> but I will tell you from firsthand experience that Victoria always sounds or always smells magnificent when we run into each other yeah. like I always I always feel weird because I want to come up to you and I just want to sniff you <laughs> <laughs> and so and so a lot of that is you know partially you know in my line of work but a lot of it is I am really, truly committed to, um, you know, there's scents that I definitely love. I definitely have my own signature, but there are ones that I am committed to believing that anything can truly make you feel that way. Anything can give you that power. If yeah. you mentally believe that it can, like I literally don't like, you know, there are people who have written off whole notes because they've smelled it and it has, you know, been like, oh, I can't possibly wear anything that smells like amber because every time I smell amber, it just, you know, makes me think of, you know, old women and, and garbage shoots or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, and so literally, you know, when you start talking about it, you start realizing that there's other things that factor into that. And so it becomes a real conversation of, you know, us really getting, you know, out of our own way about our own comfort in things. Oh, I don't wear that because they said that that wouldn't work on, on, you know, women like me, or that seems too bold for me. That's the one I really love when women say it seems too bold for me. Why does it seem too bold for you? Like, yeah. is, it, is it because that someone said that, you know, they could smell you coming across the room and well, we can change that. I can help you change your scent bubble. 
Yeah. So it's not so big or, or that one, I really like it, but it's a little too light. Okay. Well, we can change that. We can find something that has a little more oomph behind it that has the same notes. Like literally it's a conversation, just like picking out that dress that yeah. helps people kind of find their way into it. Well, and I, I love that. And, and one of the things that we're talking about here is how we, we can express confidence around things. You, you even said it, like, what are the things that can give you power? And friends, I got to tell you that one of the things I hear from entrepreneurs so often is how difficult it is to build a team, especially a, te a tech team. But here's the deal. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. We are here today with Victoria Campbell Osborne, founder and owner of The Scented Web. And we've spent some time talking about the importance of scent and how scent memory is really important. And we've talked about all of these things. But one of the things that I really, really want to get into with you, Victoria, is the fact that you, you're a relatively new entrepreneur, at least in this venture. I mean, as you said, you've kind of been entrepreneurial your whole life and you've kind of dipped into different things and tried different things. But I want to ask you why the scented web and why now from a business perspective? Um, from a business perspective, I think it was a twofold decision. Um, the first was really driven by accessibility and affordability. Um, you know, fragrance, is a 60 billion, actually almost approaching $70 billion industry. And it's one that really has so little black and brown representation in it, um, both, yeah. on, both on the ownership side and the maker side. Um, and so, you know, that was one part of it. But the why now was also a conversation of, it just struck me as, you know, kind of insane <laughs> that there was no real way to try something out before making an investment. You know, I, I jokingly say, if you were going to, you know, you get married, you're going to date the person first, right? You're not going to just right. marry them. And, and so, and so I, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, date the sample, marry the bottle, <laughs> right? Like, like it was really a conversation yeah. of providing that opportunity and that option to people. People really didn't. And, and, and by people, I mean me as a, as a consumer, as a lover, as a person who genuinely enjoys fragrance, it was really hard to realize that there were just so many things that I wouldn't have access to because no one felt that there was a reason to give it to me affordably or to yeah. show me or to show me makers outside of the names that everybody knows. Like, you know, if I say Chanel or if I say Burberry, people already have feelings and and, you know, probably scent memories associated to it. But there are amazing brands from other parts of the world that people just never get access to. And so similarly to my yoga stuff, I um, I, I approached it from a standpoint of how can I make this something everybody can have access to? And so it, it, that that was, you know, it was a no brainer. This is an easy way to, to do that. The, the now, um, I think after COVID, a lot of people started or during COVID, people started thinking about, you know, what, like how to solve things. Like we had a whole lot of time <laughs> to think right. about how to, how to solve things. And we also had a whole lot of time to think about where our passion lies and what we do. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're often very fortunate that we get to work every day on things that genuinely light us up from the inside. Um, it just just seemed 
you know, kind of disingenuous to know that there was this place or space where nobody really had taken the time or opportunity to really engage with people in person. There was lots of places online that did kind of similar things to what I do, but it was still no engagement. Like no one's asking you the questions. No one's really yeah. knowing if you really like it or not. No one's kind of taking the feedback and trying to kind of help you forward in like not spending money in ways that you regret. And that's the, I think that's the biggest thing about my industry that really hasn't changed much from its inception. Everyone probably listening to this has had some experience with fragrance where they think about it and they feel like, oh my God, that was such a waste of money. Like, I just, yeah. I can't even believe, like whether you spent $5 or 500, just like, oh, yeah. I would never do that again. And, you know, it's one of the things that I pride myself on that I'm really happy that people don't have that experience when they work with us. So well, that's the yeah, and I, I love that too. And I, I think that personal touch is what is so great about the scented web. I mean, the fact is, like, you can go online. For those of you who do not read the quote unquote ladies' magazines, just so you know, you can pick up a magazine at the newsstand or you can go onto like a Cosmo website or something like that. And they'll have, they, there are actually a ton of fragrance quizzes yes. out there. Right. Yes. And they're going to ask you, like, do you like floral notes? Do you like yes. clean and crisp? Do you like. <laughs> You know, eau de toilette or eau de yeah, parfum, which but, is but, like but a whole other thing. Right. But how many people, I mean, unless people are fragrance enthusiasts, how many people even know what that means? How do you know? Like, I, I, like, I don't know. know. You tell me if I like yeah. crisp, clean notes. <laughs> right. And so, and so it's, 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 it's one of those things where it also gets back to, you know, this ongoing thread about scent memory. If I say, oh, it smells like vanilla. If you're a fragrance person, that means something totally different to you than a person who has no clue about fragrance. Oh, it smells right. like vanilla extract. They're like yeah, they're thinking of vanilla That's, extract right. and, and a perfumer or perfumer right. is thinking of something totally different, and it's right. a much and more so, um, complex smell. Yes, yes, and so and so a lot of the quizzes, while you know they're they're very fun, I do them all the time. <laughs> I do, I do <laughs> too, actually. They're, yeah, but they but they but they but they often are talking about things that people really don't relate to in their everyday life. They're a lot and, of fun, but they're not extremely useful. Like <laughs> they, they, There are tons of fun. And I love the ones that say, tell us about your signature scent so we can tell you how, you know, what kind of person you are in the bedroom or what kind of boss you are in the, in the office place. The I'm, like, oh. yeah. I'm like, oh, I was like, I didn't know. Yeah. But thanks for telling me. <laughs> so, but yeah, but it's, yeah. And I think the other thing is, is that gets back to the overwhelm that people feel um, you know, when they go to the department store, you're staring at a wall of like 150 fragrances. How do you make sense of that? Like, like, like the bottles are cute. And, and then the bottles can sometimes be confusing. Um, you know, I love, um, there's a scent called by Carolina Herrera called Good Girl. If anyone's ever been in a store, it looks like a high heel shoe. Oh, that's um, fun. <laughs> it is. It's really cute. But here's the thing. They're all like high heel shoes. The every the all, every version that comes out looks like a high heel shoe. It's just a different color. So if you were a person who walked into the store and said, "Hey, I really like that fragrance that my son got for me last Christmas. It looked like a high heel shoe." Which one? Which one did they give you? Did they give you the right one? Did they give you the one you really loved? If you couldn't yeah. remember the name, like those kinds of conversations, 
just are hard for consumers. And I don't think people kind of, it's nice to have that signature and it's nice to have that thing where people know that's your brand. But for a person about to spend $160 on a bottle of perfume, they want to make sure they got the right one. And so this is where having more gentle conversations that are based assuming that you know nothing about fragrances. Yeah. If you do, then the conversations, you know, with me get really uh, hilariously fun because then we start talking about notes and signatures and all of this. But for people who just genuinely want to buy something and smell good, that's yeah. where we, that's where we start. We don't want people to feel overwhelmed. We want there to be joy. Joy is a birthright and this should be a part of that. Like you should be able to just smell good. <laughs> just just enjoy it and live just in uncomplicated. it. Just uncomplicated. Straight on, feel better, on. feel good. Straight on. Yes, <laughs> that is the goal. Yeah. Well, so talk to us about the business side of things again. Like <laughs> what what are some of the challenges that you have come up against? And I mean, you and I have you and I have actually had conversations about this as well. Like some yeah. some areas of uh, areas of opportunity for the scented web. You know, you're it, it's a relatively new business. I'm not going to say super new, but no, uh, we just had we just had that. we just had our first anniversary, so we're 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 trudging along. We're trudging yeah. Along. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I will say that um, one of the biggest areas of opportunity for us and one that I um, work really hard at is sourcing. Um, we are in we are a disruptor to our industry. Um, our industry wants you to buy a full bottle. They want you to commit. They want to get married on day one. Right. And right. so sourcing to be able to provide um people with the opportunity to try before they buy is a difficulty because, you know, the, the brands are not necessarily interested <laughs> in, in, in that, in that model. And so that has been a consistent area of growth and, and opportunity for us. The other is one that I don't think many people think of if they're not entrepreneurs or business owners, but I am one of those rare businesses where I have to give away stuff to get you to buy it. Yeah. Um, that is a, that is a value prop that is not particularly attractive <laughs> to investors, um, sure. but it's the nature, but it's the nature of my business. Could you imagine you walking up to me and me just showing you a pretty bottle and saying, Hey, just buy it. It smells great. That wouldn't work. Right. Um, yeah. People who people who sell T-shirts can just kind of point to the wall and be like, do you want a blue or a red medium or extra large? But in my business, I really do have to have these intimate conversations about something that people feel really strongly and passionately about. And I have to give it to them before they'll for, before they commit. And as a small business owner, that can be particularly challenging because you are sometimes taking a little bit of a gamble, you know, you do the cost analysis to one extent, but you can never know what someone's going to like or not like based on the conversation, you know, we've previously had about people being very specific about what they love. And so yeah. those are two of the biggest challenges. Well, and you said that, you know, there are aspects of your business model that investors don't necessarily like, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, I, I, I think every entrepreneur has to figure out how to make their, their value prop palatable for investors. Yes. Yes. But are, are you seeking outside investment right now? Talk to us a little bit about that. What are the what are the plans? Yeah, we 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 definitely have made it more palpable by, you know, part of it is just people not realizing this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, this is the thing. And there's companies earning millions of dollars doing this thing. I swear to you, it's a real thing. Um, it's a real <laughs> job, mom, I swear. 
Um, and then the second thing is, yeah, we are seeking, um, you know, collaborators, partners, and, and potentially investors. I think, you know, as we grow, there's, there's plans on the horizon for um, store placement. We currently are in two boutiques in the area. Um, and we also do a lot of, of partnerships with other brands. I think that has been one of the uniquer, one of the more unique things um, that we've done in the first year that that is not typically, um, as you're building, people aren't necessarily saying, yes, let me go out and get a brand partner. <laughs> but yeah. it, 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 it was very organic and happened very naturally and, and has helped accelerate the growth of the business. So that's been awesome. Um, I think one of the, the real key indicators of of what has been a shift, um, you know, going into year two is how much that customer service component has mattered to customers. Yeah. Um, you know, consultations um, are always something that we have um, offered from the very beginning, but the, the growth of that and the amount of um, return investment and, and return customers that have come from those conversations has been, you know, it exceeded every plan um, that was on paper when, when this business started. And so that is something that we were definitely actively exploring and, and seeking, um, financial backing to do. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, it's a very complex process. Now I'm, I'm going to ask you to, we're going to back it up a little bit. We're going to take the yeah. 10,000 foot view. Yes. And I'm really, really curious, you know, you have, experienced growth in a time when it it, it it was always difficult to have a startup and have it grow and be successful. And in fact, 50% of startups fail before the end of the first two years. And you're already halfway through it and you're, you're continuing forward and moving on. And so I want to ask you, can you give the entrepreneurs out there, maybe, you know, not everybody's going to start a scent related business. Not everyone is going to start, you know, the scented web, but what are some things that you've learned? What is some advice that you could give to them beyond just keep going? I mean, first of all, that's my advice. Oh, yeah, that's, just yeah. keep going, just keep going, going, going. Like it's going to yeah. suck. And it's going to be hard yeah. and it's going to be the yeah. best thing that you ever do that makes you feel like beating your head against a wall, but yes. just keep going. So that's my advice. But what's your advice to the entrepreneurs out there who are maybe thinking of starting a business or who are in the very early stages? Um, I think one of, you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's one of the tried and true tropes that people say about when you run a business, but one of the things that has been the most helpful to me is the community around me. Um, I am new to Kansas City, um, new-ish, I guess I should say. Um, and starting a business in a town where this isn't your hometown, um, or you don't, you haven't lived here long enough to kind of know everything about the town, takes yeah. some takes some wherewithal, right? Yeah, um, it does. And so, and so, and so, building community of whether it be fellow entrepreneurs, whether it be looking out for resources to support your business is, is a critical and key component. Um, the advice that I would give is, is probably a little more unexpected. It's, it's really before you start, like even with the idea in your head, before you commit $1 to this business, ask yourself your why. And not the why of, I want to bring fragrances to people because it's affordable. I love fragrances and I want to do it. Ask yourself the question of why you want to do this and how committed you are to it. Because there are going to be days where that why is going to be the only thing that gets you out of bed in the morning. Yep. There, are day, there, are days, <laughs> there are days when it's going to be, 
your bank account is not showing any positive <laughs> positive yeah. reinforcement. The last show was garbage. Your inventory didn't show up on time. Your bottles yep. arrived broken. And you're going to have to say, oh, my God, as I sit here with the snot bubble, why am I doing this? <laughs> if you have the answer ready, yeah. my answer sits on my bathroom mirror. I see it every morning to remind me of why. And if you can have that why, a lot of the rest of the stuff kind of just works itself out. Um, not, And I'm not saying it works itself out easily, like this isn't a Pollyanna story, but it does work itself out in a way where you get the, let's call it the steam to keep the engine going. Like you're like, okay, I know why. And I just got to yep. be patient. And then the best advice is a little more, you know, it's a faith belief for me. What's meant for me is mine. Right. Yeah. Like, so there's going to be days where things go. Mantras. Did you yeah, know that? Gonna... No, I didn't. I and didn't the other one is who is for me is for me and for me. Fuck everybody yeah. else. Those are my two yeah. mantras. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, and so, you know, a lot of it is you, it's especially in this culture, you look at Instagram and you look at, you know, what you might see in a, in a business journal and you see people who are doing things and you're like, well, how did they manage to do that? It, the, 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 the attraction to comparison is so, so like present that, you know, you sit and you look at all of this and you're like, well, why am I not doing better? Or why is it not going the way that I planned? Or why can't I find these things? And, you know, these are valid questions. Don't let every, don't let anybody make you believe that you thinking these things are invalid, but where the problem is, is they're not you. Yeah, <laughs> they're not you. They're not going to do it the way you do it. Your path is not going to be their path. While there may be some things that have similar steps and moments and milestones, yours is going to be totally different. And so once you kind of divorce yourself from that comparison and just kind of stand in the shoes of where you are and what you're trying to do and your why, like staying in your own lane just gets so much easier. For me, we've been in business for a very short time. And when I sat at the end of the year and had to do all of that, you know, let's look back on the year and see what we did. I look back on the list of what we did. And there are businesses who have been in business 15 times longer than me who haven't done any of that. Yeah. I'm sure that that is a, a, you know, that's that, that looking back on it, if you had asked me a year ago, well, what are you going to be able to say you did in a year? I wouldn't have put half the things on the list. You just never know. And yeah. so like, leave, like leave yourself open to the possibility of what's for you. Like leave yourself open to it. Like leave yourself open to, oh my goodness, there could be so much on the other side of this fear and insecurity and comparison and doubt. If I just stick to my why and then I stick to my business mission, let's see what happens. And I'm telling you, the let's see what happens, at least in my experience, always is better than what I thought it would be. Yep. <laughs> always better than what I thought it would be. So that well, would be, even, that would be you, my like, advice. You look back on those hard times and it's like, okay, did that suck? Absolutely. But there's a, a point of pride that comes yeah. about. Like I, I challenged that demon and I won. And we, I we, we, lost all our, we lost all our bottles yeah. in, the, oh, in no. the first eight weeks. In the first eight weeks, we ordered bottles and we waited for them and we were slow, you know, watching the tracking, like they're coming. It's going to be great. <laughs> Awesome. And what we got was a box of glass confetti. The bottles oh, were broken. No. And ultimately, you know, you're a new business. You don't have a lot of capital. You're looking at the thing that you need to sell the thing that you sell. <laughs> like, this is not, this is not a, oh my God, I wish it had curved out this way. This is the, what are we putting the juice in if there's no bottles? Yeah. And so we, 
And so we bought replacement bottles because we had to, like we, you know, we had commitments, we had shows scheduled, we had to get it out. So, okay, we'll buy these, these, these cheaper, not so great, not very attractive replacement bottles. We'll make them pretty. We'll, we'll gussy them up. The replacement bottles have been the bottles for the last eight months. The replacement bottles are the bottles that are the bottles. And you know what? They, they work. Like, <laughs> and they work. You made, and you made the work. whole thing work. And like and that. People, and and that's, that's the point. The point. You got to get past. You got to get past it. You got to get past it. And it's it's not because there was not a moment where I sat literally with a box between my legs, just looking down at it. Like you've got to be kidding me. Like literally, yeah. like this is what it's gonna come to. Like we're not even out of the gate yet, and we don't have bottles. And you're, like, as an entrepreneur, you're going to have countless moments like that. Just where you're like, like that. is this where exactly. I stop? Like, is this where yeah. I just throw in the towel? And it's like, right. no, because the entrepreneurial spirit within us dictates that we're problem solvers. We're creators, yeah. we're makers, we're dreamers. And so, so just, just keep going. You're, right, you're, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving forward with experience. And that's, that's the part right. that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lesson and, and they sometimes hurt a little. But that doesn't mean that that, that good that good can't come from it. Absolutely. Well, Victoria, we have come up against the human question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So I was going to ask you one that was related to scent. And then I was like, no, I don't typically ask human questions that are related to the conversation that we just had. Plus you've like, yes. you have peppered this entire podcast with awesome like scents and names to look out for and things to yes. you know, I'm not going to ask that question. The question okay. I'm going to ask you is... Mm -hmm. what movie and, and try to just pick one, but if you mention a couple, no big deal, but okay. what movie can you watch time and time and time again and still love every time? Okay. So I will say three. Um, okay. I will say, I will say the popular choice that everybody will nod their head to and say, yeah, I could do that. So that would be Shawshank Redemption. I can watch okay. that over and over and over. And over. Super intense movie though. It, like, I love that movie. Is. It Don't is, but, but it's, but it's, but I, but it's one of those things that if it pops up on TNT, it's just going to be on till the end. I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to watch right. it. Um, <laughs> then the, then the second one, <laughs> then the second one is one that probably no one's ever watched, but literally I, I could watch it every day and never tired of it. It's a French movie called Amelie. It's just a very quick. It's just a very sweet love story, and it just always puts me in a more romantic and hopeful mood. And I, I just love that movie. So, that movie, like, like you just said, you weren't going to ask me about a scent-related thing, but like, literally, you can smell that movie. You can smell no, that movie. The atmosphere is so beautiful. Now, yeah, so friends who have not seen it, it is, uh, it is in French. It is. It is in French. It is such a delightful, quirky yeah. little journey. Yeah. Like, so weird. <laughs> And, yes. and I just love watching it because it, it's like hopeful weird. I don't know. It, how it's like you it. can't, you cannot leave that movie watching her on the end on that bike and just not feel triumphant about spoilers. That's not a spoiler. She's just on a bike. You don't know. Right, how she's, she's on a bike. bike. <laughs> um, and then, and then the third, and then the third one is, is kind of a, a weird choice of, of movies that you could watch over and over again. But there is something about Aladdin, um, the original um, version, the animated Robert, version, the, with the original Williams. animated version. With Robert yeah, Williams, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think what it is is, especially as an entrepreneur, um, it's it's one of those movies that somebody had to get over themselves, right? Like Aladdin, like Aladdin was in this movie and, you know, you got these three wishes, like do what you're going to do with it. And like literally he had to make a decision about where he stood 
in the world. And I feel like it's one of those messages. It's one of those movies with a message that you don't realize until after you watch it, that it has a message. Um, And so, yeah, that that is definitely um, another one that I watch quite a bit. Oh, 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 wait a minute. And I left a big one out. Okay. No, it's no, a, it's okay. A, it's an extra. It's That's a Robin, poor, it's a Robin, Victoria. It but, it's a Robin, but it's a Robin Williams. It's another Robin Williams movie because he made me remember. Wait, wait. Is it Good Will Hunting? It is. Yeah, <laughs> and, I just, and I didn't think about it until I said his name. But yeah, that's a that's an honorable mention. I could okay. I could definitely not watch that one. But yeah, Aladdin. All right. Well, I'm I'm with you on Aladdin. So I read somewhere of the like the Disney the Disney director like mm-hmm. they actually had hours upon hours. They basically just yes. let Robin Williams as the genie just, just talk. go yeah. and like improv through the whole thing. And so there yeah. somewhere out there there are like hours and hours and hours of yes. Robin Williams as genie. Yes. Like just we need we need. We need that release. Yeah, we need that release. We need that release. Absolutely. Well, hey, Victoria, thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with us. Um, I I loved learning more about your business. I hope you listeners did as well. But it has been a delight to talk to you, friend. Thank you so much for this opportunity and continued success to you and Startup Hustle. This is great. Awesome. Well, something else that is great, friends, if you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, FullScale can help. They have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io or check the link in the show notes. All right, friends, we are so, so grateful that you come back to us week after week and listen. We love telling founder stories, and I'm going to ask you what I generally ask at the end of an episode. Uh, Tell us what you want to hear. Go to startuphustle.xyz, suggest a guest. We would love to meet more founders and figure out how to get into new markets. We want to know the topics that you want us to talk about. We do this show for founders. This is a show by founders for founders. And we do this for you. We want to give you relevant, useful, timely information. So just let us know. Go to startuphustle.xyz, make your suggestions. You can also find us on social channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, keep an eye out for those channels as well and just give us your feedback. We, we want to cover what you want us to cover. Again, we are just so grateful that you keep coming back to listen to us week after week. Keep on doing it and we'll catch you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.